Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. All right, good morning. How's everybody doing? I hope that you are all um, in your beds with a tray of breakfast tacos and jalapenos. Thank you, Matthew. And um, a big old hot cup of java. Of course, it's not native coffee, but it's hopefully it's nice and hot. Um, if you guys have a chance, I want you, I encourage you, go uh, come to Native Coffee. They're open. They're serving. They have curbside service. Um, they also have coffee to go. Order a carafe, you know, drink coffee with your family. Um, so I, I, I encourage you just continue in the, the hour that we're living in, continue to try to support the small businesses that are um, in your area. Um, at our house, we're doing a lot of, I'm doing a lot of cooking. My son, who's 19 years old, is doing a lot of eating. Um, and so we are uh, in the middle, you're probably thinking, well, it, why are you cooking if you're fasting? Well, uh, the Lord gave us a particular kind of fast to fast, and so that's what we're doing. Um, in fact, uh, we are about a week away from our fast, our 40-day fast ending as a community. John doesn't know this, but the Lord told me this morning that he wanted us to extend our fast. So the two of us are going to extend our fast to uh, probably uh, end on Sunday, uh, Resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday. Um, And uh, so that's just like an additional five days. So it's not going to be that bad. Anyway, it'll be good for us. Um, So, because I really believe that we're supposed to be, um, the Holy Spirit is is really going to be doing something tremendous on Passover this year. And we've all been feeling it. We're a house of prayer, so obviously we're a house that prophesies. And um, and so I want to share some of that with you today and just talk to you a little bit about what I feel like the Lord is saying, and and um, and so I just welcome you. Hope I'm in your houses. I'm so happy to be with you. I'm so happy to be anywhere other than in my house. <laughs> and so let me just say a prayer for all of the extroverts out there, because I realize that you are suffering at a higher level, and it's a real thing. It's a real thing. I mean, it's it, it's hurting, and I know that because I'm I'm like a nine on the Enneagram scale. So if I don't have 200 people around me at all times, it makes me feel depleted in my love tank. And so, Father, I just ask for all the, in, the extroverts out there that they, you would pour out your grace on them. You would encounter them with your love. You would fill up their tanks, Father. And I pray that you would surround them with a company of angels, and they would be aware that they are not alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, I have a few people in here just so I can get somebody to kind of amen me when I'm speaking. Um, so this is all new, and it's all fun, and it's all um, it's just all very different. I, I think we can all agree that we are living in unprecedented times. Um, the, John and I have never seen this. If, if you have lived on the earth for four to five uh, uh, centuries, then decades, thank you. <laughs> I'm not 500 years old. <laughs> I'm not Methuselah. You're like, wow, your skin looks so good. 
But if you've lived on the earth for any amount of time, I can tell you that we've never seen anything like this. So it's crazy. It's different. It's wild. And there are a lot of voices out there right now. A lot of people are saying things. A lot of um, prophets are saying things. A lot of um, um, uh, the media is saying things. There's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. You, you know, this person saying that and this person saying that. And here's why this is happening. And here's what's happening. And here's how it's happening. And so there's just a swirl of information going on right now. But the, as as believers... What we have to do is we have to stop all of that. And we have to say, wait, God, what are you saying? What are you saying? I, I need to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying so that, the, that we can follow you, so that we can come into alignment with what you're saying. So that's really what I want to talk to you a little bit about this morning. The Lord gave me a prophetic dream about the coronavirus, and I'm going to share that in a little bit. But before I, and I actually talked a little bit about this um, this past week on social media, I did a video on Facebook and Instagram, which you are welcome. I, I think it's on our YouTube channel now. You're welcome to go back and preview that. So I'm going to, a lot of this is going to be a review of that, but I also wanted to go even deeper into what I feel like the Lord is saying. <clears throat> so, uh, in the natural, the Lord or not the Lord, but in the natural, the world is telling us to shelter at home. But actually, the Lord is telling us to shelter at home. And so the world right now is actually using the language of heaven because heaven is saying, it is time to return to me. It is time to come back under the shelter of the Most High God. And so I want to talk to you about that. And we are supposed to be, as believers, we are not supposed to be distant from the rhema word of God, but we are supposed to be slipstreaming with the word of God. That when, when something begins to happen, we get on our faces. We should have seen it coming before it's happened. Here at Storehouse, we have been prophesying for a couple of years now, get ready, the shaking is coming, the shaking is coming. And what we're seeing right now, I can tell you, beloved, this is just the beginning. It is just the beginning. This is nothing compared to what is going to happen to the earth before the return of Jesus Christ, before he comes in the sky and he begins to take over with his foot. He puts his foot on the earth again. So this right here is shaking. But I want to speak to this because um, Daniel says this about the last days. He says, the people of God will know their God and they will be strong and carry out great exploits. And those who have understanding will instruct many. This is exactly who we should be in this hour. We should be the ones that know our God and we should be the one proclaiming as messengers of God what the truth of heaven is saying in this hour. So that again, we can come into alignment. And so the Lord is asking, there's a question that, that, that the Lord is asking the church in this hour, and it is this, do you know me? Do you know me? 
not do you go to church, not do you feed the poor, not are you in the prayer movement, not are you in the worship movement or this movement or that movement. He is saying to the church, to us individually, do you know me? It is the most important question that you will ever answer. Because he says, those who know their God, those who know their God, those who know their God will do great exploits. Do you know God? Or do you know about God? Are you, are you, that's, and that's really, that, because a lot of people know about God. They know about God. They know about God because, because they are, listening to somebody else tell them about God. But he's looking for a bride. He's a bridegroom. He's looking for a bride who knows him. He's looking for a bride that is going through the courtship of love. He's looking for a bride who has turned towards her bridegroom, who is facing him, who is saying, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you intimately. When uh, John and I were dating, I didn't read a book about him. I mean, he invited me out on a date, and I said, you better believe it, baby. I'm going to go spend time with you. And every time he would ask me out on a date, I was there. I was, I was getting dressed. I was putting on my best dress. I was doing my hair. I was putting on perfume. I was getting ready to spend time with him because I wanted to know him. And the more time we spent together, the more deeply our love became, more deep our love became for one another. So I, I just want to encourage you in that, 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 that this, is a, this is a sheltering at home. This is a, there is a homecoming, and I'll get into that in a minute. So I want to talk about, let's go 40 miles up for a minute. Is that okay? So, so uh, let's back up. Now, several years ago, it's been prophesied that here we've got the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, okay? It was prophesied that he is a Cyrus. He's a Cyrus. Well, who is Cyrus in the Bible? Well, Cyrus is, uh, he was the Babylonian king, or the one who conquered Babylon, and he was the one that initiated the second exodus. So he told the people of God, look, you're supposed to leave Babylon, and you're supposed to go into Jerusalem, and you're supposed to rebuild the temple. So he was the one that initiated the return home or the homecoming for the people of God. And so when I saw that, I said to myself, oh boy, oh boy, because when you see a Cyrus being put into place, you know there's about to be an exodus of God's people. Well, if you know anything about the patterns of the, of the Old Testament, and you know about how God does things. So there's been a couple of exoduses we can actually look at and study so that we know God's ways. Because in both exoduses, he did things the very same way. What happened is you had a prophecy. There was a prophetic word that came forth. The people of God were crying out, saying, God, save us. Uh, the cry was heard in heaven, and God responded. He sent the prophets who began to prophesy, now is the time, now is the time, now is the time. 
You are about to leave the, the, the God of this age and the culture, and you're about to come back into the true place of God's heart. And so for us, we've been crying out for revival. We've been crying out for a great awakening. We've been looking at the culture of this age, and we've been saying, this is a demonic culture. It is a dark place. God, save us. Save your people. And so God responded in each exodus, but he responded with a shaking. He responded with shaking everything that can be shaken so that we would come to the desire of all nations. And so you have to understand God's ways. So when you look at this and you can say, you know, all of these, I've heard, I've heard everything. The, the coronavirus was developed by man as a, uh, as a bioweapon. The coronavirus came from eating live bats. Don't do that. Just don't. It came from a wet market in, in Wuhan, China. It's, it's this, it's that, it's the other thing. And so all of these things, and I'm telling you, every plague in biblical history came from God. So, so that's the important thing right now. We have to know our God and we have to know the character of God. We have to understand that God loves his people and he's looking to separate his people from the culture and he did it through shaking everything that can be shaken. And so in this hour, we have to look at this and we have to say, God is good. Our God is good. He loves us, and he's actually answering the cry of our heart and the prayer that he would begin to shake everything so that all would come to the desire of all nations. He said in Haggai 2, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken. I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken. And so we just praise you, Jesus. We praise you, God, for shaking everything that can be shaken. So we're being shaken out of Babylonian captivity. We are in the hour of Zerubbabel right now. God is rebuilding his temple. And he's saying, I'm causing my people to come out of Babylon. I'm causing my people to come out of Babylon means confusion. And so I'm bringing them out of this confusion so that they are rightly aligned with my word and the truth. Remember, he said uh, in every single exodus, he's going to shake everything that can be shaken so that the people will come to the desire of all nations. And then he said this, the silver and the gold are mine. Every single time there was an exodus, there was a shaking. The exodus, the silver and the gold were poured out. And then the people of God embraced the truth of the word of God. And so they came into alignment with what everything God was saying. So again, you've got several things happening. Number one, in an exodus, the prophets will prophesy. Number, excuse me, let's back out. The people will cry out, number one. Number two, the prophets will prophesy. Number three, there will be a shaking. Number four, the silver and the gold will be poured out. Number five, there will be a rebuilding of the temple, which I'm going to talk about next week. And then number six, there's going to be a great awakening. There's going to be a great awakening, and that's where we're headed. God's goals are this. Every single time there was an exodus, he was bringing them out for one purpose, for worship. He was bringing them out for worship. 
We think of things in terms of our own reality and our own experience in life. And we think in things, are, you know, about our own strategies, our own goals, our mission statement, our quote-unquote purpose. But God's purpose is one thing, Mount Zion. We are on a journey, and we're on a journey to God. We are on a journey to find him. That is the truth of all life. I want to find you. I want to go through the narrow road, and I want to find you. I don't want to look for your hand, but I want to look for your heart. I want to find you in a dry and weary land where I'm fed, where I get, I get water, living water, and I get fresh manna, manna that feeds my soul, and I begin to grow into your likeness. And he's saying, come to me, come to me while I may be found. And I feel like there's a narrow gate that's been opened up for the body of Christ. And all of us who have said all of this time, I don't have time to pray. Well, I'm telling you, man, you've been given time, and that's exactly what you have right now. You've got time. You've got time, not time to watch Netflix or some ridiculous show. But I'm telling you, God is saying, I am calling you away into myself. I am calling you away to worship me in spirit and in truth. Come up the mountain. Come up into my heart. And so when he called the people out of uh, the, the culture, and I'm not talking about he, every single time he called his own people, he's dealing with the church right now. He's not looking at the law saying, come out of the culture, even though they will. But he's looking at his own people, and he's looking at the church, and he's saying, you have a mixture in you. Western church, you think you are, you are mine, but I'm telling you, you look so much like the world that I can barely see my son in you. And he's saying, come out of the culture and worship me. Bow. Worship means bow. It doesn't mean let's throw a uh, 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 pep rally. He's saying bow before me. This is a hard word for many of us who have constructed this whole organization called church. When he's saying my church is a church on its knees, my church is a church pouring out oil, my church is a church who is completely obedient to my word. That's my church. That's my bride. Turn, turn from your own thinking. So dream, my dream that I had on March 18th. In the dream, I heard the Lord say this, I'm not calling it the coronavirus. I'm calling it the homecoming. The homecoming. You see, we think in terms of what we see that this is tragic and all of these things, even though it's shaking, even though it looks bad, the Lord is saying, I am going to take it and I'm turning it. 
Watch what's going to happen. Watch what's going to happen. Watch what my bride is doing. My bride is turning in this hour. She's turning in this hour. She's taking the time that I've given her, and she's not wasting it. She's not wasting it on things that don't matter. She's not wasting, but she's wasting it on me. She's pouring out herself. She's pouring out her oil. She's crying out to me saying, God, I've missed you. I haven't been with you. I'm returning to you. I repent that I've put my hope in all of these other things, and I'm turning back to you in this hour. And so there's a homecoming. He said, I'm calling it a homecoming. And I saw a group of men whose arms were amputated. And we were throwing these men, these armless men, a, a great celebration. There was a huge party that we were throwing for them. We were setting tables and, and there was these tables of wine and there were all of these uh, beautiful, delectable food on this table. All of these tables. It was really a magnificent celebration of their homecoming. And I want to talk about that more this next week. I'm going to talk about what I believe these amputated arms mean. And how the Lord is saying your strength has left you, but you are going to, there's going to be a great exchange of your strength for my strength. We are in the hour of Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, Lord, will I build your kingdom. And so, but I want to talk to you today about what I feel like the Lord is saying as far as homecoming. Um, because I feel like the, that we've got to get a handle on the homecoming before we can understand the strength. We've got to ha- get a handle on our priesthood before we can understand what we, who we are as kings. So um, let's go to the uh, let's go to Exodus. Most of you know the story. Most of you have seen the Charlton Heston movie. Um, for those of you that haven't, it's a great thing to watch right now is watch the Exodus with uh, Charlton Heston. I mean, it's kind of cheesy because, you know, back then, I, you know, they didn't have a lot of the, the special effects. But, but still, you get the idea, and it would be great to watch it with your kids, you know, just to have the conversation about plagues and, and what God does about plagues and for them to have a greater understanding about who God is. Anyway, um, you can also read to them out of the Bible. Great time to have this kind of Bible study. Again, all biblical plagues are initiated by God. And in the book of Exodus, you've got, you've got the people of God who, again, what are they doing? They're crying out for God. And God said, I've heard the cries of my people. Moses, I want you to go and I want you to deliver them. And God is raising up a generation of deliverers and they're going to go out and they're going to harvest the fields. There are harvesters that God is creating right now. And he's going to send these laborers out and they're going to begin to harvest. And so that, and they're going to say, let my people go, let my people go. And so we are all called to be Moses in this hour. But so God released 10 plagues on the land, but the people of God were separated from the land of Egypt, and God had them in a special place called Goshen. And he says this, I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell. I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell. Well, the name Goshen means drawing near. So I believe that what the land is, what the Lord is saying is that I am calling you home so that you can draw near to me. Our homecoming, we return to a dwelling place called drawing near. 
He is calling his people to shelter at home. He's calling us back to a dwelling place called drawing near. And that is exactly what he's doing in this hour. And we can praise him for that because there's something that he's going to do that is so exceptional in that place. So I want you to turn to Psalm 91 because the Goshen principle of being guarded and protected by all of the plagues and all of the things and all of the shakings that are about to come upon the earth actually can be seen in Psalm 91. Let's start at Psalm 91.1. Now, I hear people, and they, they, they declare Psalm 91. This is good. This is good to declare the word of God. It is always good to declare the word of God because the word of God is sharp. It's a two-edged sword, and it will go out and achieve these things. But I want to challenge you with something. I want to challenge you, and I'm speaking to those who struggle in the place of prayer. And I'm speaking to those who have even given up on having a prayer life because you've decided that it's not for you or that it's too hard. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, somebody who is a type A, really a triple A bunny, I have got a triple A battery in me. I mean, I am busy, busy, busy. My mind is busy. You know, I am, I am, I, I'm not made naturally to be a mystic. I am not made naturally to sit still. And if I can do it, I know that you can do it. And this week on my um, social media, I'm going to be talking to you about this. Because this is a gift that God has given us to be still before him. It's a gift. It is the most beautiful conversation. It's the most beautiful relationship. And there's nothing on heaven and earth that can come near it. There's no sporting event. There's no activity. There's no book. Nothing can come near or touch this experience that God has prepared for you. So I want to encourage you to watch this week while I talk to you about that. I show you how it's done. I bring you into the encounter with the Lord. I tell you what my personal experience has been. And I'm going to tell you how to pray. So join me for that. All right, Psalm 91. Now, the thing about Psalm 91 and all throughout God's word, God has, he's got a certain principle. And it's a principle of if and then. If you do this, then I will do that. If you do this, then I will do that. Now, had the people of God not been in the place of Goshen during the exodus of Moses, they would have experienced the plagues just like the Egyptians. Now, what if they had said, I'm going to quote, drawing near. Lord, thank you that you're going you're gonna to draw near to me but yet they're not in Goshen, okay? Now, hear my heart on this because I'm telling you the word of God is effective and it will go out, but I am telling you that there is an if and then principle 
in Psalm 91. So listen as I, as I read it. Psalm 91.1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. He who dwells. It's Goshen, the dwelling place. He who dwells in the dwelling place. He who dwells. He who does what? Who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Who do, dwells where? In the secret place of the Most High. So, dwelling in a place called drawing near. He's dwelling in a place called drawing near. There is something that this person that, that David is speaking of is doing. There is something about his life that has set him apart and positioned him for protection, power, promotion, and prosperity. Protection, power, promotion, and prosperity. He has positioned himself for these things because he is praying. Got a lot of peas going on there. He's praying, therefore, protection, power. Prosperity. What was the other one? One more. Promotion. Thank you. Prosperity. All right. He who dwells in the secret place of who? Of the Most High shall abide, meaning to draw near under the shadow of the Almighty. So that person shall abide or come into, be grafted into the place of where he is guarded and protected, where he is overshadowed. He's abiding. Therefore, he's grafted in to a place. You are grafted into a place, the place of the Most High. You have now, you are now living in Goshen. As you draw near to the dwelling place of the Most High. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely, now here are the benefits. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Basically, what's going on right now? We got a little perilous pestilence. But I'm telling you, like I said, this is nothing, nothing, nothing compared to what is going to come upon the earth. This is a little shaking this is nothing compared to what's going to come up on the earth. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor by the arrow that flies by day, nor by the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Okay? Now think about that for a minute. It means that while everything's being shaken, you're in, on the exterior, on the interior, you've got complete peace. There's that P again. We got another P word. You've got peace in the shaking. You've got rest in the shaking. Why? Because you know your God. You've already heard from God. You know his voice. Therefore, you're like, I know exactly what's going on. And I can rest in that. I'm immortal. Nothing can come near me. I'm immortal. And even if I die in this, guess what? I get resurrected. I live forever. I have no fear. Amen. All right. And then he says this in verse 9. Because, just underline that word right there. 
because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Because, because you are in Goshen, because you are in the dwelling place, because you have drawn near to your God, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, your dwelling, the place where you dwell with God. Nothing shall come near you, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. In their hands they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. In other words, you're going to have complete authority and you're the one that's going to be the head and not the tail. You're the one that's going to go and go do great exploits. You're the one that's going to be the messenger in that hour that's going to begin to release the words of heaven from heaven to earth and create alignment. You're the one that's going to be building up the waste places and tearing down the dark places. Why? Because you have made the Lord your God your dwelling place. Here we are again, verse 14, because if and then principle, if and then principle, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Those who know my name, those who know me and know their God will do great exploits. I will set you on the high places because you know my name, because you know me. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Beloved, I am telling you, there is a Goshen that God has prepared for all of us in this hour. There is a homecoming. He is shaking you out of the culture of this age, and he is saying, return home, return home to my heart. I am bringing you into the shelter of the most high. I am bringing you back so that you can be overshadowed by me and begin to learn what it is to stay knit together and abiding in the vine, abiding in my love, abiding in my word, abiding in my mind, abiding in my heart, that you would be so knit together with me that as I go, you go, as I go, you go, and there's no fear in you. You don't need to be afraid in this hour. This is our greatest hour. It's the beginning of the shining ones rising up out of the darkness. And the darkness will see us and say, those are the priests of the Most High God. They are the ones that the world will run to. You are the ones that the world will run to. And so we want to pray and we want to prophesy over you. But I am telling you, this is not a time to shrink back. It's not a time to shrink back in money or what you're sowing. It is not a time to to shrink back in your time with the Lord or to be running around in fear. It is not a time to be spending all of your time looking at media and what the world is doing. Know what your God is doing in this hour. Get into alignment with that and begin to prophesy that. And so I've called up, I've, I've, I've invited some of the prophets in our house just to loose a word over you. We're going to play a little worship music while we do that. But before, as they come up, I want to pray over you. First of all, I'm so excited about the company of God that is, he's raising up. 
I'm so excited about this remnant people. I'm so excited about what God is doing right now. God is about to pour out and the wealth of the nations are about to be poured out. I am telling you something is happening. Something is happening behind the scenes. He is extracting his people from the culture. And I'm so excited about that for you and your family, for your children. I'm so excited about this city and the cities of the earth and how they're about to be awakened with a great awakening. And I'm so excited about the hour and the days that we're living in. And so, Father, I ask you, y'all come on up. Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would come. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would rest on your people in this hour. I pray for an anointing for prayer, an anointing to come on us as you're drawing us. Your word said that if we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. And so, Father, I just thank you for this appointed time that you're calling your church worldwide back into covenant with you. And there are even some churches where, where confession can't be made to a priest, where you can't come to church. You're going to have church at your house. You are becoming the very church. You are becoming the ecclesia of God. Where you come away with your bridegroom, where you are preparing yourself as your bride, and you are adorning yourself with the oil of love, where the wine is being poured out, The bread's being poured out and the oil's being poured out in this hour. And so I bless you in that. Just receive, receive, receive the blessing of the Lord to pray. The blessing of the Lord to pray for hours, to encounter him. To let it all go. Let it all go. Let it all go. Let go your ways. Let go your thinking. That you would come to him with your whole heart, with all your mind, with all your heart and all your strength. Lay all of those things down. Lay your heart down. Lay your mind down. Lay your strength down. Exchange all of this. God is going to take all of these things and he's going to give you his to replace it. And so I just bless you today. I bless you when you're coming in and you're going out. I bless the work of your hands. I bless your family. I bless your food. I bless your dwelling place. In Jesus' name.